How many how many readies are in that? Wait, which song? Ready, is that? ready, 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 ready to run. You know that uh, oh. Dixie Chicks song. Oh, I don't know that song. Uh, it's it's September, Bill. September morn. We'd dance until the night became a brand new day. Two lovers talking about Playing photography all are, are, day. Yes, yes, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's September 5th. The 5th of September. Is that a significant date? The 5th no. of September? Uh 21st of September would be the um would be in September by Earth Wind and Fire. 21st night September. Uh September 5th significance anything? Not that I can Well, think it of. is the 248th day of the year. No. Nope. All right. <laughs> I don't think that helps us. Let's see. Oh, the Great Fire of London ended in 1666. Hey, uh speaking First of the Great thing Fire, in 500 years. Yeah. There, if you have not read, there is there is a, a multi-volume set, uh, the works of Samuel Pepys, P-E-P-Y-S, uh, who lived in the 1600s in yep. London yep. and kept a nearly daily diary. Yep. And it's fascinating because you can read about firsthand uh, of, of some of these things that were going on in London during the 1600s, the Great Plague and, yep. and, and the fire. He, he describes watching the fire from across the river. We read it. Uh, I first learned about it in uh, college. We read it for theater history, but it is a fascinating for theater history. Yeah, fascinating because he would go to the theater. He was part ah, of okay. on the fringes of the aristocracy and he would go to the theater and they talk about, you know, the 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 ladies of the evening. If you wanted to get the attention, you would you yeah. would write a message on an orange and <laughs> and you know that that whole thing. Uh but fascinating account. He ultimately went blind from writing by candlelight. Uh they they surmise that that his eyes went, you know, because he was writing in poor light. So if you're reading or writing kids, make sure you have good light. Uh, very excellent uh, first primary source. Uh, very much used in uh, At Home by, um, what's his name? What's the guy's name? It's a fantastic book about the history of houses and how we do them. Uh, oh, really? He used Peeps, Peeps' diaries? Oh, Peeps' diary is like one of the one of the main things he keeps bringing up because Peeps would talk about what he ate for right. different meals and that kind of stuff. Right, and right, right. You know, so we know what people ate back in the day, or at least we knew what one nut job. Everyone else was eating completely different stuff, Jeffrey. Just this guy was. Yeah, he was, you know, he was way ahead of the game. Yeah. same. He wanted same to open a Jamba story. Juice, but nobody thought it would catch on. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, anyway. they had no citrus in, in Britain <laughs> right. at the time. <laughs> All right. It is on Taking Pictures. It is episode 280. Is it really? Do we 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 went over the top? Two eighty. Two eight zero. Over the top like Stallone. Right. That was a great movie. Meet me halfway. <laughs> Go over the top, Dad. Over the top. Do you want your son or this beautiful new big rig? Uh, can't I have both? <laughs> uh filmed at the Claremont Colleges near where I used to live. The really? military school footage. Yeah, they they uh oh, right. the, the, the military, school, military stuff. school. I forgot That's about right. that angle. And yep. it was filmed at the Claremont Colleges in Claremont, California. Well, see, we're learning all kinds of stuff today. It's a it's an action packed show. It's a fact filled episode. Uh, so we oh, got so God. what do we got? We got some news to start out with. What do you hey, got? Yeah, some events? I, uh, uh, okay. So uh, thank you. I, I have to I have to thank people. Thank you for buying the book. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I'm waiting keep for buying the paper it. version. When does that come out? Uh, Kickstarter, hopefully soonish. Okay. Uh, you know, I got to make the video and tell you why you should get the print version, and then you know all that kind of stuff. But it's it's in the works. Um, but in the meantime, new T-shirts taken okay. from drawings from the book, also at photographybyletter.com. Uh, really cool. They turned out very well. Um, there are uh, there are a few OTP twenty coupons still floating around. So if you use that, you get twenty percent off. Cool. Um, but speaking of Kickstarter, Andy Adams, who I love, who we love, big fans of Andy Adams, posted this Kickstarter this morning called Shadows of the State. Bum, uh, bum, and it's bum. dun dun. All right, it's a, a photo book by a photographer called Lewis Bush from the UK about these numbers stations that would transmit these these like you know crazy code sequences, Cold, cold War kind of uh, yep. uh, uh, messaging outposts. And, you know, as a fan of like the Americans and, and, you know, Cold War propaganda and stuff like that, this is kind of right where I live. Yeah, people so don't really it, know what these things were. They would just, they do their uh, burst nonsense or numbers or right. say specific words. And a lot of times they'd repeat themselves and no one knew exactly what they were. Yeah. Or, or who owned them? Yep. Like there, that was who another thing is, yep. is who owns these things? What, what kind, are they, are they US? Are they UK? Are they Russian, Canadian, who knows? Some have been going for decades, right? It's, right. It's, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, according to the, to the Kickstarter, the Shadows of the State is a photographic project by Lewis Bush, which investigates these mysterious broadcasts and attempts to locate the likely transmitter sites of 30 of these stations. Sites <laughs> are then mapped using high-resolution satellite imagery and displayed alongside radio spectrograms, audio recordings, and extensive information about each station. It looks like a really fascinating book. The book design looks terrific from the little mock-up that they've got. Uh, I and, like the and front just, cover. Isn't it great? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, there, there are uh, you know rewards for uh, for purchasing. I'll put a link in the show notes. I, I just had a brief, you know, hey, would love to talk to Lewis about this thing, and and he responded this morning. Would love to. So maybe that'll happen, and and we can find out some information about kind of the genesis of the project and. And what else he's got going as a, as a photographer, as a working photographer in sure. the UK. I'll put so. a link in the show notes. Yeah. Right after number um, stations, Wikipedia right. entry. Uh, <laughs> what else? Oh, Diane Tuft, who was our photographer of the week, Couple. Uh, episode 261. So yep. a few weeks ago, she will be giving a talk tomorrow night. I know this is last minute, but you know, we found out about it after last week's show, but she will be giving a talk tomorrow night here in DC uh, at the National Academy of Sciences. Um, so if, if you're in or around DC and you can make it and you listen to this before tomorrow, uh, show up. Uh, it should be fun. She's going to do a book signing. And I think there's, there's kind of a, a presentation from her film. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of excited about that. I reached out to her and, and said, you know, it would, would be great to just chat for a little bit and, and maybe lock in a time to have a, a proper conversation and, she said, great, look forward to seeing you. So that should be fun. Perfect. Yeah. yeah I, I've never I been, her a been few there. National ago. Academy of Sciences. Um, National Academy of Sciences. I don't know where that is exactly. Let me see. I think oh, it's, it's on Constitution. Uh, Academy of Sciences in DC. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's actually uh, right north of the Vietnam Memorial. No, I don't think I've ever actually been in there. Hmm. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it should be fun. Take the train in and uh, catch that. See what's what. I'll find a uh, link here to programs here. Words. Okay. I'll, I'll see if I can pull up the actual. Yeah. And it's it's a me. free it's a free lecture. They just they they she sent out uh, an Eventbrite thing as part of her newsletter last week, uh, but I think it came out on Wednesday or Thursday, so I didn't wasn't able to mention it. Yep. But yeah, if you can make it, that would be fun. Cool. Um, anything else before we? No. Jump should we in? go to the group? <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. See you. Uh, yeah, the um, our 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 topic tease last week of, I guess, photographic goals or artistic goals or making right. You know, um, and and I didn't have a good answer, and I've been thinking about it for seven days now. And I and only, you still don't have. I a have a slightly answer. better answer. <laughs> slightly better than not good. It's a really difficult thing to, I think that the idea of, of artistic goals can kind of be broken up into short-term goals and long, long-term goals. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with short-term goals because that's all about just sort of course correcting over time, right? Uh, you, yes you, and no, if they're defined. You know, sure. like, what are, what are, what are some common short-term goals as let's say a photographer since ostensibly well, this is a I, photography show. I guess what I mean is that I think that I take that as you make something it is or is not what you went out to went out to create or or you're happy with it or unhappy with it and you think oh next time I'm going to do x to get it closer to what I was going for say mm-hmm. right these sort of really minute micro short micro course corrections that if you zoomed out on the line would just look like a straight line, but you zoom in and it's left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. You know what I mean? It's like sort of a, you're, you're kind of tacking left and right into the wind as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, that I do all the time. The question of where, but how do you, how do you know whether you're getting closer to or further away from, from what you, you think is, is where it should be? Well, you, you could tell if you're happy with it or not, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess some. Yeah, but, but you you were happy with work that you did in 2007, 2008, sure. and now you've said you look at it and you go, "Ooh, I don't know." About yeah, that. of course. I think that we all evolve, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think ultimately, goals beyond I want to make the best work I can today are really difficult to define because you're not who you are tomorrow, and you're not who you were yesterday. Um. And so trying to, trying to figure out, trying to understand who you're going to be and know what that person is going to want. I I think that there are people who need long-term goals in the sense that they, that, that is a way to, to motivate them. Mm -hmm. And I think there are people for whom that feels like a burden that you're carrying around because the, the goal may not be where you really want to end up. It's just sort of an arbitrary place to point to. Right. You know? But how do you how do you gauge without without any sort of of like what's the barometer if there's if there's no if there's no end game then how do you know whether you're moving further away from it or closer to it like if 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 you're a photographer let's say and you go you go okay um I I am a I am a landscape photographer yep let's say and I want to create a body of work 
that can stand alongside Ed Weston sure. or Mitch Dobrowner or Ansel Adams, if right. that's your thing, sure. right? That seems to me to be much more quantifiable and, and, and much easier to course correct than simply saying, well, I want to make the best landscape photos yeah, I can yeah. right now. But I think that there's a point at which you you attain some sense of, okay, I get what Ansel Adams was doing or Weston was doing. I'm I'm here. I'm not saying I am Weston or or Adams. I'm just saying that like, okay, I understand where they're at. I've been going all this way. I've sort of gotten to that destination. None of those guys at so, at a certain point, I'm sure they were looking at people who came before them, but I think the next step is to sort of go off into the into the ether and try to find something that somebody else hasn't found yet. Mm-hmm. And there's and there's usually just by definition there wouldn't be someone there to be aiming towards, you know. I think that I think that aiming towards other people is a good way to get started because everyone has taste, right? Sure. I'll look at one person's portraiture and I'll look at another person's portraiture and say, I like that woman's work better than that guy's or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that happens all the time. Everyone has an opinion of, of what they like. I think the part of the problem is that we, I think at least I do not get stuck, but I, I, I have the taste that I have, which is the taste that I created, you know, 20 years ago when I was in my twenties, when I started getting interested in this stuff in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm a, already in some ways aiming towards a visage of the past, right? So, but but ha, has your hmm, has your taste evolved in almost parity with your ability, or has one evolved further than the other? I think those things sort of uh, leap and uh, I think the, those things also jump and jump in front of each other where. Your your work outpaces your taste, and then your taste outpaces your work. Right? It's this constant tug of war between those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think that maybe is where that whole left right tacking stuff comes from. It's like, well, I made something. I don't know what to think of this. Is this better than what I did before? I don't know. Maybe I should go this right. way. Oh no 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 no! That last one was better. <laughs> let's let's go back that way. Well, know? and and good. You know, as we have talked about several times good is is subjective good is good is i mean i have it in the notes here good is a sliding scale yep i mean i look at some photos on instagram and i i look at the photographers and they've got 1.2 million followers 2.4 million followers yeah you know photos that are liked by you know 189,000 people and i look at it and i go billion people yeah and i look at these photographs and i go yeah you're doing the same thing over and over yep yeah well, I you mean, know? that's that's why I think taking popularity as some sort of measure of good is a is a is a little bit of a folly at some level, um, or at least having that be your only sort of gauge, right? Um, we all know but there has to be some measure of good, right? There has to be. I mean, oh, man, I don't. Is, is there? Does there? I mean, that's that's putting putting a, a a stake in the sand there i mean i i tend to agree with you i i want to agree with you but every it time i try to define no it's not pop certainly not popularity you know 30 years from now people aren't going to be listening to katie perry and justin bieber records but they will still be listening to led zeppelin or, or, they or still... will they <laughs> yes yeah but the yeah sure not katie perry in the same way they're not listening to whatever teeny bopper thing from the 50s but by the measure of 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 sales and success 
those people are at the top of the heap. Of course, as they were in the 50s, right? Or the 70s, there were a lot of super junky bands, which I love, which which ended up becoming, uh, you know, big deals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the the interesting thing about all this stuff is 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 that over time, you know, things change. But I mean, even the definition of what it means to 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 uh, uh, to stand the test of time and and who decides what was important at the time and what stands. I mean, that's a big political BS thing too, right? Well, I don't know if it's BS. It's it's collective meaning. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I think I'm just saying that there are there are certainly a lot of political motivations to all of that stuff that. How do you mean? I, I think that the, there are people for whom there are people in in the money world and in the art world who make decisions on what's important because it's good for them economically and the people that they know. It's it, this is not a pure meritocracy of of what become what gets remembered. Right. Do you think that it is? I, well, I don't know that I follow that that chain. So, so I'm saying the things that we decide are, were important from the 1960s in photography you wasn't think that all was a about political what, decision. I think that is it, it is certainly partially a political decision. Yeah, of course. So the Beatles weren't really that good. No, I think the Beatles <laughs> were great, but I but I but I think that there were. I think that the fact that you know the photographers we remember from the 1960s are almost all Westerners. You know, mm-hmm. like right there, you have a cultural bias. To well, the whole thing, because right? we live in the West. If we lived in China, right. yeah. then yeah. we would have a very different in the same way that we would be part of a different religion and, and yeah, have sure. different uh, you know, tastes in food, etc. I was uh, this weekend. I was uh, uh, at a friend's house who um, is big in the art world. And uh, we were discussing Claire Falkenstein, you know, the. Uh, she uh, used to make, uh, she made the the glass doors on the Palazzo in Venice for the Guggenheim. She's a sculptor and, and a painter. She was like a big deal at the, okay. apparently in the, in the art world. Um, and then there was another guy who her family knew named Emerson Wolfer, who was this really great painter because they had one on the wall. And I was like, that's really nice. Who made that? And she said, Emerson Wolfer. We started talking about it and how, you know, that... Emerson never got the respect that he deserved in in that world in a way that Claire did, even though they were contemporaries at the time, it was just sort of some, some level of happenstance. Like we don't really know why his stuff never took off, even though it was amazingly good stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you just, you just never know. And I think, so I think that talking about either, either direct sort of dem- democratic popularity as it were, you know, the, 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 the likes on Instagram. Right. Right. Uh, and even, even, uh, uh, critical popularity. I mean, there are a lot of, you know, Star Wars was critically panned, you know, and then think of all the things that were really crazily uh, 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 blew critics away that everyone just kind of went, eh, shrugged, right? I mean, right. neither neither means everything. Both of them mean something. But I think- What's more important to you? Critical acclaim by 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 your people your I trust. peers, yeah, you're not even people that you trust, but uh, people that are doing the work in the trenches, as it were, or mass appeal. You get to pick one. You know, you're you're you. I, I would uh, take the fo- I would <laughs> take the former of those two. Okay, but, you're, you're, but I I tend to require external validation. Sure. In, a, in a way that is, I think, unhealthy. And I've actually been actively trying not to worry so much about what other people think. Mm-hmm. Because 
I don't think that it necessarily makes my work better worrying about what people think, you know? Um, and, and certain people, certainly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. People that you trust, you know, it, it, this is a conversation that I've had with David Dushman where we were talking about unsolicited critique and, and, you know, he's got a circle of people that he trusts and, and asks for yeah. feedback. Yep. Uh, but I'm sure at least even in that circle, I'm sure he gets contradictory advice. Absolutely. Because that happens I would to me all so. the time. So, yeah. So if you so if then you, where does that leave you if if you've got a circle of I'm just throwing out a number let's say six of your closest friends right are four and two against this new body of work but you think it's great how do you decide I would keep going personally <laughs> yeah how do you I, decide where to go well look I mean it 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 also depends why you're doing it you know mm-hmm. are are you doing it for adulation are you doing it for economics. You know, if, 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 if what I was trying to do was make money, I wouldn't necessarily take the kinds of pictures I'm taking, you know, I mean, you could, you could, you could look for what it is that people want right now. And I'm going to mimic that. That is certainly a valid way of going about. What do you mean? You wouldn't take the kinds of pictures that you're taking like editorial photography. I think, I think that I am, I think a lot of the kind of portraiture that I do is not necessarily what's sort of in right now and and that's okay um because i i but and they're they're okay for example last was it last week we talked about you uh we were talking about that um uh who was the guy who was saying oh let's you know like here's how you get consistency in your instagram feed or whatever right who was who was saying that we watched the video um that you put Uh, in there um i don't remember now yeah yeah but but the idea was like Oh, what people are looking oh, for. Uh, was it Sean? Was yeah, it Sean's yeah, yeah. video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which which is a perfectly valid thing. And you can look down these Instagram feeds and it's like all the pictures are toned exactly the same. Like it it's it's almost like you jumped into a Pinterest mood board, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is is fine. It's great. But like I I don't want to take the same picture all the time. So that's, you know, maybe if I did, I'd be But there are those off. people who would tell you you do take the same picture all the time. Absolutely. I feel like I take the same picture all the time. Um, but, but I look at my feed and it's, it certainly doesn't have any, um, uh, commonality in color and tone all the time, the mm-hmm. way some people do. And, and, and those people are doing that purposefully. I understand that. And, and, but to me, that's, it's like, okay, you could, you could follow the herd as it were and say, all right, well, this is what people want now. Art directors want consistency in, in vision. So they want it all toned the same. So, you know, they know what they get, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is the age old argument there. Um, but, but that, but so for me, making as much money as I can and getting absolutely as much work as I can is not my prime directive. I enjoy making the kind of work that I enjoy making. And if I can do that in such a way that I can get work out of it, then that's, that's great. And I do get enough work out of it that I can continue doing that and don't have to go, oh my God, I have to completely change my tack because I can't eat today, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's certainly not like, you know, you meet people who say, oh, you know, I went into the laundromat business because, uh, you know, it turned out it was a it was a good thing and I made good money and we did this, that and the other thing. It's like, I don't give a crap about laundry. It's like, well, there are people who could say that about all kinds of art forms. And I just, you know, be, oh, people are into this kind of building now. So as an architect, I'm going to start designing that kind of building. That that That's a valid point of view, but that's that's looking for it as 
this is my work and I'm trying to make money and that's making as much money as I can is the primary motivation. I think all of these things end up almost in a stack of, of your motivations, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. W- what is most important to you? Well, you know, if, if making exactly what you want to make all the time is most important to you, then you'll probably not necessarily looking to do economics. There's plenty of art photographers and, and who, who go out and shoot what they want to shoot and aren't worried about people buying it in any way. They're just trying to make what they want to make. Right. Which is, right. you know, that's at one end of the spectrum. And then there's the people who are constantly chasing exactly what the, what the, what the people want. That's the other end of the spectrum. I tend to sit somewhere in the middle, but, but you know, you can, you can follow other people and you can listen to those, you know, two out of four out of six people who say, well, no, this isn't a good direction. And I've had people say that about things that I've done in the past that ended up being the stuff that people cared about most in my work. So, you know, ultimately you get a vote in there too, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. your vote votes counts for at least two votes, you know, right? because ultimately you're the one having to have the experience and make the work. So who gives a crap if Joe Schmo and Jane Schmo say that this isn't good? Well, it's like if you enjoyed making it and it was what you wanted to make and you got satisfaction out of that. Well, then, then, then it, it matters less, I guess, what they think. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, I, I guess it it sounds all very happenstance. It sounds like I think it is. I think trying to put some sort of cause and effect on all this stuff is is where the folly is, right? I, I think that I think so. That can there wanna, can there not be long term goals in a creative life? I think that there can be long term goals in a creative life, but I think that if they come true. It is either by chance, luck, you're on the right train or, or you're, you're doing it for certain, you're doing it for reasons. I mean, if, if you wanted to create a uh, commercial design firm with a team of 12 people underneath you, right. To, you know, if that's what your goal was by the time you hit 60, here you go, Jeffrey, you have 10 years to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. yes, there are things you can do along that line. You could go, you know, try to get some money and then you're going to hire the best kids out of college. Cause that's the kind of work that's being done now. And maybe they're have a modernist slant. Cause that's the slant that your design has. You know what I mean? All, all these things. Right. Right. You could do that. Does that mean that in 10 years you're going to have a su- successful firm? Well, no, no. right. No. I so, mean, the, the, well, do you, do you remember attic back in the day, back in like eighties, nineties, even into two thousand attic design. Okay. I'll look it up. A T T I K. Yeah. They were the hotness. They were everywhere. Um, I have one of their giant monographs, and and that they, they did a very specific style of design. And oh yeah, I see this kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah, and then the taste changed, and they're gone. And 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 they went. Mm, okay, now what? Yep. Yeah. You know, and I think that happens. I mean, how many people are hiring David Carson now? Uh, well, a lot because oh, okay. he's David Carson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I see the kind of work you're talking about. It is, um, yeah. But it, you know, with, with this, these these sort of changing tastes, but I, I do feel like there are some constants. I do feel like there are um, styles and and bodies of work, and even photographers for whom the taste comes to them. They don't change for the taste. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but I think that the fact that, that, that the tide turned in towards them, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a, uh, a matter of them being the great one and knowing where the puck was going to be. 
I think that they may have said that to themselves, but mm-hmm. whether or not that puck, you know, whether, whether or not that's where the puck was when they got there, I think that was, you know, 15 people think where the puck is going to be and two of them actually find the puck there when they get there. Right. And they right. think they're geniuses because they, you know, I, it's, it's one of those, you know. Um, but if you look at someone like Dan Winters or Albert yeah. Watson yeah. or, you know, even Paolo Reversi, somebody like that, sure. where th- those those three guys have very definite styles mm-hmm. or even Annie sure. has a has a very definite style. But I feel like like Annie's Annie's story is different. My favorite picture that Annie Leibovitz that I have seen anyway, that, yeah. that she took was was that shot of the Rolling Stones with Mick in midair and and sure. Keith Richards all in the foreground, you know, right. real wide lens. Her early stuff before she had a team of people lighting and retouching it. That yeah. specific photograph. Yep. That to me captures rock and roll. That is that is I will say that is the best rock and roll photograph I've ever seen in my life. Okay. And it's probably my favorite picture she ever took. Okay. But there are legions of her fans that would argue against that in favor of, you know, the campaigns she's done for Disney or the, 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 you know, intimate portraiture that she's done. And, and that, that more polished, uh, as you said, lit retouch. I I would vote for the latter rather than the stuff that you like, but yeah, but that's where my look, my, you know, what I like moves in that direction, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, right. But, but, but I don't think that, you know, and, and she, all these people became who they were. They were making stuff. But I think if you go back and, you know, you can read road to seeing and you can read these books. Yeah. I mean, there's vague sense of, I wanted to make good work and I saw these people and I'm doing craft and whatever it is, but you can't, I think it's impossible to, to specifically define where it is you want to be. You know, it's, it's, you know, th- that that thing might not even exist. I could say I want a cover of Vanity Fair in the next five years. Well, Vanity Fair might not be there in five years. So then, what do I do if that mm-hmm. was my goal? You know, um, I well, think you, you could. I mean, you could make that net a little wider and go. You know, I want a major fashion cover or a major sure. lifestyle cover or sure. something like that. Yeah, 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 sure. But I mean, magazines might not exist in five years. You know, I mean, right. the way things are going. Um, so, so I, you know, you're you're defining things based on the successes of people in the past. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody who ever really did work that that matters was trying to mimic the past in their future goals. Right. So so for me, I don't know. I I I this whole idea of of trying to find these things is just it's it's so hard as to feel like I'm I'm wasting time that I should be spending working. Right. You know? Well, and and part of this for me, a big part of it comes out of a question I've been asking myself for weeks or months now, and that is yeah. what's next. Yeah. What's have you, next? Have you come up I've with just an finished. No. Yeah. You know, I've just finished this project that was, that was big and difficult and uncomfortable. Yep. And again, and I've said this several times that ultimately that's why I needed to do it. But it was such a departure from, where I thought I would go or what I thought I would be working on that I I'm, I'm kind of left going now what? Yeah, sure. Right. What do I, am, am, am I a writer now? Am right. I, am I, 
but photographer you, who writes or a writer who fo- what am i what do i do if at the beginning of this process you knew how long it would take would you have started hmm that's a damn good question it seems to have taken a long time yeah but but then again you know you you talk to I, i've talked to some people who have said you know wow it only took two years right right you know i got a i got a, a really nice email uh from Kochi Hernandez saying, you know, daunting task, well done. Yeah. You yeah. know, kind of thing. And I've got underwear older than that. <laughs> right, right. So I, I don't know, Bill. I don't know if yeah. I would have taken it on because I, I, I think I think it had to be, and maybe this is 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 kind of substantiates your point a little bit. I think it had to be what it needed to be. Right. I think if you're not entering into some new project with some level of uh, 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 naivete and misunderstanding and youthful energy, mm-hmm. then you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. You have to almost not know how hard something is going to be in order yeah. to actually yeah. just jump in and do it. Yeah. If you think well, about I it mean, too much, you're never going to do anything. Creativity loves challenges and creativity loves barriers and obstacles and and, right. you know, you think you're going to go left and life and or creativity are going to throw something at you and right. go, well, no, you're not. Right. Now, what are you going to do? Yeah. Life's what, ha- well, life's so, what happens I, when you you're know, making other plans. Yeah. And, right. and, and so when I, when I think about these things, about goals and, you know, a, a body of work and, and looking back on it and go, you know, and, and we've talked about this online and off what do I want to be known for? Sure. That's still a question that I can't answer, Bill. Yeah. 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 Sure. And look, other I'm, than being curious. Sure. That's, that's the yeah. sort of common thread. I hope that runs through everything I do is I'm curious about X, you know, in, insert, insert subject yeah. here. I mean, look, I am, I have a much more narrow focus than you do as far as, you know, the, the field of stuff that I'm trying to accomplish in. And I sometimes envy that narrow focus. Bill. Yeah, but it ain't it ain't any easier, right? Like yeah. I don't I don't. Yeah. It's not like I suddenly have clarity over what I'm trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you could say, well, you know, you're a photographer who's gets published all the time and is making work and and making a living. What are you complaining about? Right. You know, like you you've you you're already. It's just a level of the, you're living the dream. Just what's the level of dream that you want to live? You know, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I've, you know, you have friends of uh, a friend of a friend of mine is, has ALS and he's just deteriorating over time. And it's like, pfft, you know, that I don't have ALS, you know? Right. So, so. Yeah. But even, even that, I mean, it's, I, I get that, you know, I can, you know, my house isn't underwater right. or yeah, I don't have, right, the, right. we don't live in Houston, but your, your struggles are still your own and yeah. they're still valid. Right. And, and measuring them against someone else's challenges or struggles or deficiencies or successes for that matter. Well, that's, that's exactly it. It's not just, you know, I'm better off than other people, but it's also, okay, I'm not some, I'm not Dan Winners. Uh, maybe I'm not trying to be Dan Winners, you know, mm-hmm. 
Was Dan Winters trying to be Dan Winters? Maybe. Maybe he was trying to be somebody else, or maybe he didn't know what he was trying to become, and that's how he got there. You know? mm-hmm. And and all these people were just kind of working at it and honing it down. It's like doing sculpture, right? You do the you do the big major cuts, and then you're down to smaller chisels, and then you're down to sandpaper. You know, you're 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 honing this thing over time. It's not. It's making a sword. It's not you know, building a house, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. I think that, I think that you can easily get sucked up into this stuff and end up just sort of beating yourself up mm-hmm. over what you don't, you think you <laughs> haven't, think? Accom- yeah. <laughs> you could, you could quickly start getting to the point where you start beating yourself over what you have or have not accomplished. Right. You know, it is, is, you know, I, I agree. You, you, made your book in two or three years. Fantastic. You know, like good on you. Proud of you. You know, there's, there could be another guy said, why didn't you do two books in the same amount of time? It's like, well, screw you. I didn't, I made my, I made a book. How many people have made a book? You know? Right. So that right there is, is itself its own validation. Yeah. I, I think, I think the person you should try to impress and have validate you is you. Mm hmm. Because beyond that, everybody else is going to go away at some point. Yes, but we we get into those those Except for spouses. Frame, they can, you know, they can judge yeah, you all the time. You you get in those frames of mind where you become too neurotic to see beyond <clears throat> your own neuroses. You're, you you be, you become right. unable to see beyond where you're convinced that you failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know, making stuff for me, my artistic life, is a little bit like that scene in The Incredibles where he's like running down that thing and the the weird blobs of of goo were shooting at him. You know, those like and it like just I, starts I saw building it, but up I on don't him. Remember a lot about. All right. Anyway, the idea is that like you know the, he just he just keeps trying to move and things just keep weighing him down. You know, and it's just sort of like it's all about moving. The more I stand still, the worse it is. So it's just just keep moving, just keep moving, just keep moving. One more step, another step, another step. You know, it's like going to the gym and you but keep adding a few minutes. Part on of the, the goal, knowing where to step. I think that it's part of the goal, but I don't think that it is often a known quantity. You know. I, is it? Wait, hold on a second. I don't know. Is is knowing where to go part of the goal? Or is just taking the step part of the goal and then looking back and seeing where you've gone? I don't think any of us are where we expected I, to be in life for better and worse. No, but, I, you know, I, I, I think without some semblance, it just becomes this endless exercise in course correction. And maybe that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, does that bother you? Hmm. Does it bother me? Does it bother me? Jeffrey, does that bother you? That feels like it makes you nervous. It it, it makes me anxious to, to have no idea of what's next. Yeah. But you know what? If you want to know what's next, you know, go to law school and go work in an office. Right. I mean, that's, no rip on anybody out there who's a lawyer, but you know what I mean. Like, I mean, there, there are, there are life choices to make if what you want to do is not have to worry about the future. Right. We did not make those choices. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, we made other choices that a lot, that there are other people look at us and go, Oh my God, I wish I had the freedom you have to do whatever you want to do next. And here and you are, that here you are complaining. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
But you yeah, are complaining about the fact that you have too many options, right? Right. Right. <laughs> this is this is the the way of the world. Yeah. I mean, this, this you're right on 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 some level. This is the dream of right. just going. Okay, what do you want to do next? Yep. People kill each other for the for the freedom you have right now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so. Yeah, I don't I don't worry too much about my goals. I mean, yeah, sure, I'd like to get more work. Sure, I I show my stuff to people and try to get myself on projects that are interesting to me and are challenging and and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Do I know where that's going to lead in 10 years or even if I'll be a photographer in 10 years because I don't know if there will be photographers in 10 years who can make a living I think doing you still, it. I think you'll be a photographer. It, it's going to take you at least that long to get this new series out. Exactly. Come on, what are you waiting for? Wait, which one are we talking about? Moon Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Come just, on. Th- the problem actually is just the one of them that I haven't finished yet. Just haven't gotten around to it. Ugh. I was working on it and I wasn't happy with it, so I stopped. Ugh. What? It's 10 images. It's good. It's a good collection. Well, I guess, I guess you're the only one that knows because we haven't <laughs> seen it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, it's just, you know, this stuff, uh, you know, you, you, I think you can just keep chipping away, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with that. You know, I, if you, I think sometimes I get, I start thinking about life in general as this, you know, this long path of, oh, well, you know, when it comes down to it, Jeffrey, all you have is your friends and the moment you spend, you know, lying in bed with your wife, like talking before you go to bed. And like, these are the moments that, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? Um yeah, going but, up, going up. But to then get there's the rest the of the day where you where you go. I should be doing this. Right, or right, I should right, have right, done right, that. Right, right. Or, or you know, I was I I was hanging out on the beach the other day and and met these two cute surfers and took their picture for a few minutes and talked to them and it's like okay, well, there's an experience I didn't have the day before that I now collectively have. You know, mm-hmm. um, and 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 that's just this just this keep moving forward and just you know move on to the next thing and that's. That to me is the satisfaction. It's the doing, as we always say, that is uh, that is the goal, right? Um, and and if I've done, whether I've done well or not well or better or worse, and of course it's not going to be a constant progression up the hill. You're going to slide down sometimes. No, you're going to yeah, you're going to take two steps forward right. and then slide back a few. Yeah, sure. Right, right, right. But I mean, is you know, just keep your head down and keep stepping forward. It's like you know when they they show people on Everest and. And they're not even looking up at the top of the mountain. They're just like looking in front of them going, step, step. But they know where to step, don't they? They have an idea. Uh, Yes. In that particular case, they have an idea. Yes. Um, But, but that's a, but it's a road that's well-tread. Did, did Tenzing and, and, and uh, Sir Edmund Hillary, you know, know where they were going? No. I mean, they knew that they were going in that general direction, but they didn't know how to get there. You know, now the Hillary step is the thing you have to go up at the end. And it's called the Hillary step because he was the first guy to do it. Right. Right. Some, there has to be a first guy to do it. So you could follow the other people to a certain point, but then if you go beyond them, you're on your own. And I think ultimately we're always on our own. We just like the idea that, oh, I'm walking next to this person. This is where Ansel Adams walked, or this is where Annie walked, or this is where, you know, de Kooning walked or Rauschenberg walked. And it's like, well, yeah, I guess. And you and you and you hope that whatever you produce, it, it's not said in it, derogatorily. Oh, that looks like a Rauschenberg, or oh, that looks like Leibovitz. Right, right. But 
if you and I respectively do those two things you just said, then have we really accomplished anything? Or have we just accomplished like the step one of, oh, how did they do that? Oh, that's really neat that, you know, Annie and Rauschenberg did that and we made something that looks like Annie or Rauschenberg. Great. How about we make something that looks like Sidoris and Wadman? You know what I mean? Right, right, right. That's, you know, ultimately that's your goal. Right. But, but that's the harder one. That's the one that has no rules. Um, I don't know. It's a heavy one. Jeez. <laughs> well, hey, we don't mess around. Hey, what what's a, uh, I, I like this video of the guy in the woods taking pictures. Well, this is, this is another thing, right? Is, 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 is there, is there a perfect end product? And that's what they're, one of the things they're asking in this, in this video. Short answer. Um, no. Well, spoiler. Yeah, no, but thinking about it and, and it's a beautifully shot video. What I want to know is one of the things I want to know, did he shoot this solo? Was there someone else with him or is he going out? This is cinematographer. You kidding me? Yeah. This is definitely a cinematographer shooting this now. So there's, there's somebody with him. He's not setting up a GoPro. Oh God, no, 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 no. Director of photography, John Ford. Yeah. There's a whole produced by somebody directed by somebody. This is yeah. Featuring this guy. Yeah. And, 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 and I, and I say that having, having seen that information, but there are people that are going to look at this and go, I can do that. Make the video or take the pictures of the, make the the video. Sure. And while taking the pictures. Yep. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, like this was a one man band kind of a, a a thing. The only Um, person I've ever seen that does that in that way is Les Stroud and his stuff does not look like this. Right. Right. (laughs) By the way, there were three colorists working on this 10-minute short film. <laughs> it's beautiful. I it mean, is it, beautiful. It really is beautiful. So it, what, what Bill's talking about is this this film. Um, how would you pronounce it? Michel? Oh, his, uh, the French guy's name? Doltremont. Yeah, it could be. I'm, I'm Michel Doltremont. Uh, made his name by winning the Rising Star Award at the National History Museum's Wildlife Photographer of the Year exhibition. And this is a film of him going to... Romania from Belgium to to see the wild bison that have been reintroduced into the mountains of of Romania. Yep. And spending 2 weeks in the middle of nowhere hoping to catch a glimpse of this wild bison and I mean I got to say his, his shots are beautiful. Oh yeah. I mean he's he does this short depth of field really really long lens thing that he likes to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, he and, definitely and has shooting, a look. This guy uh, over the top of something, or or making sure there's some sort of foliage or branches or or something yeah. in the foreground yeah. to that he's that he's kind of peering through. Yep. So we get this voyeuristic kind of quality to the images. I think they're beautiful. They they are very beautiful. It's funny him just sitting there. There's one part of this he says, you know, sometimes you're out in the hide and you're just sitting there and you don't take a picture for a day or two days or a week. And I was like, oh my god, I can't. The idea right. of just like sitting outside for a week waiting for something to happen, you know, that, that it's just it's the anti- not for you. It's the antithesis of the way I see work. Yeah, it just I mean, it's it's valid. It just oof. there there would be a secondary body of work iPhone photos inside Bill's tent <laughs> because he would something. have to shoot something. Yeah, like oh my god, <laughs> like that would be so boring to me. But then again, you know, that's that's this whole game is is a waiting game. He even says it's like it's all about patience, right? But even this, this uh, 10 minute film, you know, how how much footage was shot? Again, there are multiple people working on it. 20 to one. Yeah. Multiple people working on it. And 
What was the goal? To make a thing that makes other people go, oh, look how beautiful that is. I want to make pictures of bison like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, there definitely isn't some idea of a perfect shot. That's just, you know, insane. I mean, I think that the idea, the concept of the perfect photograph or the perfect painting or the perfect day or the perfect life is a valid thing to to reach towards. Mm-hmm. But I think it's an invalid thing to expect. You know, I think the, the where people go crazy is when they actually expect this stuff to happen. You know, I, I know people who you know, went to Ivy League schools and had 4.0 GPAs and then they get one A minus in one class and they have a 3.965 GPA right? and they act like they want to slit their wrists. Well, it's, it's, it's the breakfast club. Yeah. Right. I, right. I pulled the, pulled the trunk and my lamp didn't light up. Right. I right. can't have that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I think that building it's, it's, you know, the whole uh, tiger mom kind of thing that everyone always talks about, you know, oh, these Asian parents, they, you know, push their kids to the point of breakage almost, you know. I have heard that term, but I don't know what that means. Uh, it's just, you know, these, these parents who, who just are sort of just ripping on their kids all the time to make them achieve, 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 you know, if you don't just achieve, relentless. you're a failure. Yeah, 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 that hmm. kind of thing. And does it lead to people who, 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 who achieve a lot of stuff? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Are those people happy? <laughs> you know, to me, that's far more important. Hmm. Uh, I'd, ra- I'd rather be happy than successful. Successful, but not happy is, is empty to me. That doesn't make any sense. By the way, I like the fact this guy's just like shooting with a 5D and a really long lens. Out the, uh, as out opposed to what? I don't know. Whatever else he would use, I just, I just, it's just interesting that he's using a, a 5D. I wonder if it's a 5D four. Can't really tell. Um, and I like all these close-up shots of his eyes, like looking down the barrel of. The, of yeah, the, it's beautifully shot. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's nice. beautifully shot. Um, anyway, so there's it's that. good. There's that. Um, you're right. You want to go? I'm good. Yeah, I'm just go thinking deeper? about all this stuff. I'm, I'm just, I'm just. <sighs> it is not an easy place to be any of this stuff. I mean, I think there are people who would ignore this entire line of conversation for fear that there's really no point in it. Right. It, but it, but for it's, it's, it's like sitting back and wondering where it all came from. Well, I, which I do all the time, which I, I mean, do all the time as the well. Point. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, but you're, we're wondering about things that have no answers. It's not that we can't find the answers. It's that the answers don't exist. In my yeah. opinion, maybe, and 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 that's. I'm still going to keep looking. Well, right, exactly. Of course you are. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> uh, I think we should talk about our sponsor today, Squarespace. Uh, squ- heard of them? Yeah, sure. Do you have they, a space uh, near your house that's square? Uh, probably not. It's probably rectangular. I don't, I don't think that there is a, is there a single square room? I, you know, I I grew up in a square room. It was, I think it was 12 by 12, my bedroom. You were, you were in the center of it wearing a white coat with very long sleeves. What's that from? I don't know. Oh, (laughs) no, no. Uh, I was sleeping on a bed and I had a weird closet. Padding on the walls. No. Oh, I see. Padding on the walls. Yes. That actually probably is true. 
I just, I have dreams. You know, in the movies where they show what, what somebody re- thinks their reality is and then they cut to their reality and they're actually chained up in a basement somewhere. <laughs> Are you chained up in a basement? <laughs> Only when doing this show. Ba-dum. Wow. <laughs> Just oh man. Uh Squarespace, make your next move, Jeffrey. I did make my next move. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about making my next move. <laughs> you're, I don't know what my next move is. Trying to figure out what it is. And when you do, you should call Squarespace. <laughs> they make a they have a beautiful award-winning designer templates for these websites that are so easy to build. All you got to do is drag and drop stuff around and drag and pages. drop. Yeah, drag and drop. Uh it's I, I was I was spending time in Jersey. Um nice. You can uh, you can you can drag and drop new pages on, create blogs, and sell products and digital products, and and link to Amazon products, and and everything looks fantastic because they have these award winning designer templates that are built by people who actually know how to build beautiful things, uh, and a bunch of new ones for the summer. Yes, which which yeah. we talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. They just keep Six, adding more 16, and more. I think sixteen yeah. new ones. Okay. Um, and it's the, it's the, their templates and, and and Squarespace is the most beautiful way to present your ideas online uh, using their all-in-one platform. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Uh, and they've got award-winning 24-7 customer service. So if you have any problems, you can you can chat or email with people 24-7. And uh, I think they're in New York and where was it? West Coast somewhere. Portland, I think they, they said their, Maybe. their, their support was. Um, and now they have domains, Jeffrey. So you can park your domains there. This is the big problem. If you don't want to go to Schmomaddy and 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 get your uh, get your Shmo-Maddie. domains parked, um, you can you can go straight or to Squarespace. Glover. <laughs> you can you can go over here and you can have a, they have a unique domain experience that's fully transparent, simple to set up, uh, which makes it easy to park your domains or then create websites based on those domains straight inside of Squarespace's tools. Uh, they also with their domains they let you uh, connect. Uh, Google apps so you can create email addresses and that kind of stuff through Google right, right. Uh, straight from their domains, which is fantastic. Do you remember when Google wouldn't charge for that? Do you remember that? Yeah, I'm grandfathered in. Yeah. BillWadman.com. Bill at BillWadman.com. My email is 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 grandfathered in. Yeah. Um and uh they they've it's used by any kind of people all over the world use Squarespace. Creatives, people, businesses, musicians, designers, restaurants, artists, all kinds of people, uh, including myself. Uh, use Squarespace to 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 build their experiences, and uh, it's a great way to do it. And it's easy, and I don't have to think about anything. And it updates in the background all by itself whenever there's security problems. And now they offer SSL. You just click a box, and now your your website is is connecting to people uh, via encryption. If if that's something that you uh, feel strongly about, uh, it's fantastic. Which, which you should, because yep. Google has has changed the way pages are indexed to favor. Yep. SSL sites over non-SSL. True. Sites. It's also amazing the the sheer amount of fonts that they allow you to have uh, inside of Squarespace. Just this crazy like typekit fonts and all the Google fonts and like all kinds of stuff in there that you can choose from to make your site look a little bit different than everybody else's. Um, so go check it out today. Start your free trial at squarespace.com. And when you decide to show, uh, sign up for Squarespace, use the offer code OTP. And you'll get 10% off your first purchase and we'll show your support for on taking pictures. So somebody used it just over the weekend. Who was it? That yeah. Used somebody it? was tweeting at us. Uh, thank you to Squarespace for supporting five by five and on taking pictures. Squarespace, go make your next move. Um, yeah. Who was that? Yeah. I don't remember. Anyway, somebody, thank you. Whoever it was. There was a person. 
They did a thing. <laughs> Some person decided to, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Um, all right, so we got uh, some uh, things to wrap up down here. We got like yeah. uh, we got nit- bits and bobs as as Merlin man. I still haven't tried Luminar. I, I've been meaning to. I've got some photos from our trip to Portland that I that I want to check it out. I, uh, I, but I, I played with it, and I was watching a bunch of videos this morning of you know these sort of tutorial videos for different tools and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, the tools are very similar to any other tools. You know, uh, I think in, in its more basic mode. It, it tries to hide a lot of that stuff and, oh, you just want to make this look more interesting sunset? Well, click on the sunset thing and drag the drag it up, you know. Somebody right. wrote in the other day, who was it? Uh, was talking about, um, didn't we get an email about this the other day? The Julian? Somebody, uh, no, it wasn't Julian. Somebody wrote in, oh, to. oh, Shane House uh, wrote in saying that he was playing, he's tried a, a couple raw processing solutions, including Capture One and Lightroom. Uh, and on one and uh, uh, some of the other ones. And he's just like, I just wasn't happy. Couldn't put a finger on it. Uh, and he said he got the same feeling from Luminar. Uh, hmm. After installing it, yeah, I uh, chose the equivalent of advanced user mode. I don't, uh, I don't, I know what I'm doing, even if I don't option uh, and opening a photo at random, started poking around in the program. Interface is nice, good layout, sleek appearance. As I started to move sliders around in an attempt to make the particular photo look quote unquote better, I realized I had no idea what the software was actually doing. Sure, uh, I could see okay. the results on my screen, but I didn't know precisely how it was being accomplished. That frustrates me greatly. It was like pushing around pre-built filter sliders on hip- uh, Hipstagram or some other kind of app on my smartphone. So the short version is I don't like it. <laughs> Interesting. There's probably a market for intermediate level photographers who don't want to delve into the gray bearded laden depths of photo manipulation nerdery with programs like capture one present with us. That's just not for me. I like more granular control over the editing and as little quote stuff between the photo and myself as possible. Anyway, um, I think okay. that that is fair. Uh, That's fair. an interesting take. Yeah. Uh, the Pixelmator has a new pro version coming out in the fall. That might be something you dig. Yeah, I mean, we we, we do have a we do have more of an embarrassment of riches when it comes to photo software than we had even a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, and the fact yeah. that the the um um what's it called? What's the word I'm looking for? Adobe. A word. No, no, the other one. Uh, Apple. Uh, <laughs> you're just messing with me now. <laughs> Ambrotype. Affinity. Thank you. Affinity. Oh, that one. Yeah, that, I was going to get there. The fact that uh, Affinity Photo is out, and yes, there's the, what is the one you just said? Photo? Pixelmator. Pixelmator, rather. Uh, has yeah. a pro version coming right. out. Pixelmator right. Pro Whirlwind is what it's called. I think it's nice that you can go buy Luminar for whatever it is, 59 bucks, 69 bucks. Yeah. Um, flat fee, boom, done, you know. You can go buy Capture One for a couple hundred bucks. You can go buy, it depends what your needs are. If you're the kind of person who's not going into the pixel level and changing things, and you just need to manipulate the photo in a large, larger realm, you know, on the more global scale, or, you know, go in and paint a little bit of stuff, but you're not moving pixels around, then Lightroom or Capture One or Luminar, they might be perfect for you. You know, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Um, but I tend to agree with Shane and say, I like to have my tools like on the metal, as it were. Um, I want to know what I'm doing and what it's doing and how it's doing it. So, um, so we got, uh, what else we got here? We got, uh, bits well, and bobs. we've got a couple of requests for another Q and a show that we okay. have not done in a while. You want to do one next week? Yeah, we could do that. You, uh, and we also have, when are you going away this fall? 
November. November. Okay, you're going in November. I'm going in October at some point. We haven't figured it out exactly yet. So we'll probably end up doing some kind of longer weird shows like that for for you know just in cases uh, on those weeks we're away too. But uh, yeah, let's right. do let's do a Q and A. Like <clears throat> okay, so next week two eighty one Q and A show. <laughs> Question number one: Why are you and Bill still doing this show? <laughs> <sighs> Cause we have to, damn it. Right. Uh, um, and then Josh, Josh posted something in the group about possibly looking for a new camera. Um, yeah. He, I don't he, know if it helps you, Josh, but Olympus right now has a trade-in program. You can, you get, uh, if you're looking at a new EM one Mark two, for example, you get $300 off the retail, which brings it down to 1699 plus the value of your trade-in equipment, which they will they will value on a case-by-case basis. Funny enough, in his question, he talks about Canon, Sony, or Fuji, and now you're adding another brand to his mix, complicating Well, I'm just saying first. that they, they just started this thing uh, Sunday, I think. Sure. Saturday or Sunday, it popped up. Yep. Um, the Fuji thing, I, I loved the Fuji X-T2, and I, I actually was going to buy it, when I was out in California, it was out of stock everywhere. And I probably still will buy it before, uh, the before trip. they make the X-T3, uh, X-T2S will be the next one. <laughs> okay. Um, Sean Tucker, who we talked about last week, just bought the X-T20 with the 23 and the 35. Which is and a cute little it. guy. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's 90% of, of what the X-T2 is in a smaller body. It's non-weatherproof or weather sealed, but you know what? How I've often had my camera. Rain? Yeah five years and I've been out in, in weather with it and it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, the Sony, I don't know. I don't know about the Sony's. I, it's I don't interesting. Like- he said, I love the mechanical dials, the smaller size. It's, yeah. it's, it's funny about the Sony's. I just, they just feel like computers to me and that's fine. They don't feel like cameras. Huh? They feel like a bunch of, it feels like a computer guy who stuck a sensor on and they said, Hey, guy who makes interfaces for Walkmans, go make an interface for this camera. That's what it felt like to me. Right. Playing with them. And, and, well, and some people love them, you know? So. Who was it? Uh, where's that post? Uh, where is the post? Somebody tacked on a comment saying, I've got, uh, um, I've got a Sony A7R in the trunk of my car gathering dust. Who was that? Uh, oh, uh, that would be, uh, Mr. Davies. Wait, where's the, why can't I find this post? So basically LCD viewfinders are useless in daylight. EVF just can't compare with an OVF. See, I agree with you, man. Like I, I just, I, the EVF thing still doesn't do it for me. Um, a lot of people are, are, are chiming in though, about the different things that, that you could choose from. I think, I think ultimately it comes down to going someplace like, uh, like when you went to the store out there or I could go into B and H and go right, right. hold these things in your hand. Cause sometimes you'll immediately pick it up and go, Oh God, the specs are on this are great. It's perfect. You pick it up and you go, no, I don't like the way this feels at all. Yeah. Or I don't like the way that dial turns or where maybe the, reach the out the to Shar Davies. Feels. You know, yeah. you've got an a seven R in your trunk gathering dust. What do you want for it? Are you yeah. going to sell it? Yeah. Podcast it on taking pictures. We'll pass it on. I think that there is uh he says, you know, I, people love the Fuji's. But there's forty five thousand eight hundred and twelve current models to choose from. Well, there then, really aren't. There, there's the there's a good XT2 five or six. and the XT twenty. That's it. And unless you're going to go medium format, 
or the if unless he wants a street camera, in which in, in which case like uh, the X100 isn't a bad option. You know. Uh, yeah, but it, but it sounds like he's wanting multiple lens options. Uh, and the, the X100, you're stuck with the the. Well, and then, then there are all of the there are all those other smaller ones, right? The XE ones, you know. Like well, the there's supposed ones. to be a new XE3 coming See? out. There's so. there's fifty there's forty three thousand options already. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it is, it is really funny. You just, um, he says down the bottom, do I stick with Canon and suck it up? Because all cameras nowadays are fine. I think if you went out and bought a, a 5d4, it would be a pretty amazing camera and a huge jump up from your Mark two. If you don't want such a big a camera, cause you find that it's too big to take street shots and stuff, then sure. Go look at the Fuji's. They're small. Go look at the Olympus. They're small. Uh, go look at the Sony's. They're small. As long as you're all right with you know, lesser battery life than your Canon. They're not going to be able to take as many shots on a battery because there's a lot more going on in them because the sensor's on all the time in order to do the EVF. Right. Um, so if that's all right and your your selection of lenses is all right, you could probably still use your Canon lens on the Sony. The Sony body's small, but those lenses aren't any smaller than they are on Canon yeah, and Nikon. Yeah, they're still, so, what are they, A-mount? A is that what they right, call that? A-mount right. lenses? So, yeah, so, so they're still just as big. The body's smaller, right, but the but the 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 lenses are just as big. So, I mean, if you want smaller lenses, you got to go with, I mean, some of the lens, Fuji lenses are a little smaller, but the mm-hmm. micro four thirds are where lenses really get small. And those are pretty good in low light. You know, the bigger the sensor, the better, but everything trickles down, you know? Right. Um, Apparently a new firmware update for the X pro two is going to add tethering and 4k video. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting when they keep adding new, they really should add new features to these cameras as time goes on, but they don't want to because they want it to be disposable, you know? When did the world switch, Jeffrey, from trying to make goods that last forever to making ones that last just long enough for you to buy another one? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying though, right? <clears throat> I and don't I don't know. mean That's that in a... like an old man way. I'm, I'm serious. Like the other day I was on the subway uh, on the way to the US Open. When did the US Open the other day? It was really cool. Um, and there was a guy with Remington, you know, like with the, with the, with the ear protectors on like the gun ear protectors on the subway just so we could like shut out the noise around him so he could read his book and the headband and the, the brackets on the side and the whole thing were made out of metal, you know, cause it was some old pair from the seventies or something. Now, I don't know if they're particularly comfortable, but they looked solid, you know, they could run over them with a car and go pick them up. Um, I was just thinking, man, they don't do, they really just don't do that anymore. You know, it's hard to find that stuff that'll last like that. You know, even- I don't know. I mean, I think some products still are made that way and, and getting back to our, our, uh, sort of craft discussion from what, last week or the week before. Yep. They're out there. They're, they're fewer and further between and you pay for it. True. I mean, you had your Kef headphones, right? Is that what those were? Uh, yep. Did they send they, you new pads? Kef did send me a, a new set of ear pads. Yeah. Um, you know, See, uh, who you knows? Complained. Maybe it was. A, I didn't complain. Okay. What did was I your complain? What did your tweet say? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, goddamn crappy bill. <laughs> no, come on now. Um, yeah, it it, it you know they are fewer and further between. Yeah. Um, and, and you, I think you have to be more discerning because there are so we, we have been inundated with products yes. and 
you know, some of these companies are not what they used to be. I, I They're do, still trading on the name. Yeah. And I, I do salute <clears throat> Josh for having a camera for 10 years and sort of getting the most out of it. I'm getting there. How long have you had your camera? Uh, Five years? Yeah. When did the two, when did the. Did you X buy it Pro right when out? it came out? No, it was probably six months after. Okay. X Pro one. Uh, when did it come out? Let's see. Ken Rockwell reviewed it in 2012. 2012. Okay. So you probably bought it in 2013. Uh, probably probably late 2012, early 2013. Yeah. I'm sure we could actually go back and find out. <clears throat> right. Find the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a, I had a other idea uh, for... A topic, but I think it's too long for this week, so we'll put it off a week or two. Uh, what is it? Uh, just talking about. I mean, you you know your your discussion last week about the candy store and craft and like this long term oh. sort of building up stuff. Okay. I, I just I was just thinking about it and how everything is changing so much. Is the ability to be adaptable and to have vision regardless of the tools? Is that the new craft? You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Just because craft and the tools we use to create what we create keep changing so quickly, there is neither the time nor the, maybe not even, it's not even worth becoming a super whatever at this particular piece of software or hardware because it's going to be gone before it matters that you're a master at it, you know? And what Mm. it is more about having vision of what you're trying to accomplish and that is the real craft. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think we'll, we'll save it for another week. Yeah, that's an interesting that's an interesting question. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe we're holding on to uh, uh some narrow definition of what craft means. Mhm. So, anyway, that that could be for a few weeks from now. <clears throat> um I say we go to the group. I think we're at we've been an hour. We were at like 20 minutes in when we stopped talking, right? When, yeah, when something we like that. Yeah. So, let's uh let's go to the group. <clears throat> now I got a little thing in my throat. Like I, I know. Do. I don't know what's going on. Uh, okay. Let's say, say what What was it? Oh, it was local business. That's what it was. Local business. Trent blue with the, with the two eighty ZX up on the, up on the thing. Is that what that is? Up on the lift. No. What is that? Looks like, uh, well, it's still got, Oh, it's a, yeah, it is a Datsun. It's a two Datsun on the side of it. Yeah. That could be a two eighty. That's nice. Trent blue. Nice shot, Trent. Uh, my father had a 280ZX. It was a fun car. Tim Timoteo, dig this. Vintage furnishings in Collingswood, New Jersey. That's a that's a badass chair right there. Let me see the chair in the window. Yeah, the blue chair. This chair to the, to in the, the window. Uh, Mike Waller, local business in John Day, Oregon, early mid-May, three months before the eclipse. That's a pretty cool looking co- coffee house. Yeah, look at that. In the middle of nowhere. Freddie Clark. Oh, Freddie visited a brewery. Imagine that. <laughs> no, Freddie just stepped outside of the brewery. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the Naked Vines Wall of Most Excellence. That's funny. Those pictures yeah, are cute. Yeah, I love that. Jason Kinney, nice one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mario Dennis. Mirabile eating, drinking tea out on a table that's tilted. That's funny. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Lauren Shin. Can't go wrong with a good breakfast, Lauren. 
Look at Greensboro, Winslow, North Carolina. Winslow best back ca- in New York. Sorry, God. Best pancakes I've ever had. Mm, uh, wait. Winslow in. Oh, yeah. Look at that. That's nice. I could totally go for some uh, for pancakes right now. Peter Maybe Geyser. Yeah. Uh, Sport Rock Climbing Center. Where is that? Is that in D.C.? Are you going to start climbing? You good? You a good rock climber? Have you ever rock climbed? Uh, I, I scramble. I do not climb. Scramble. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I wouldn't mind trying this. I, the girl would love this. She's, she's kind of down with the yeah. rock climbing. I, um, I, my roommate at UConn one time was the head of the outdoors club. And so hmm. took me rock climbing and, you know, I Australian repelled down cliffs and stuff, overcoming my fear of heights. Nice. Um, yeah, I did that a few times. It's fun. Uh, the Millie. indoor things are fun oh, too. Oh, look at this. Local is one of the biggest record, uh, one of the biggest vinyl record sellers in Montreal. Death of Vinyl. Aw. That is pretty darn cool. <laughs> it's, it's an ironic name. Good one, Millie. Uh, Tanya, football season opener. Look at nice. Alan's, Alan's picture of the Benihana guy. It's awesome. <laughs> you ever go to a Benihana? Uh, yes. I think I only ever did once. I think that's enough. Uh, Don Jackson's picture of that local theater. Look at that place. Yeah, that's cool. That's a beautiful shot. Yeah, it is. I wonder how it's, he got uh, that. It, it, uh, it reminds me of, uh, uh, Jim Carrey flick, the majestic. Have ah, the majestic. That? I don't think I ever saw that one movie theater one. I remember. Yep. Uh, the sun, sky is beautiful. That must be HDR because that's pretty. Nick Govis, perfect. Red light district. What are you doing there, Nick? What are you? What are you what's going on there? What's going on there? Hello. No, I'm just kidding. Hey there. I walked through that in Amsterdam, the red light district. It was interesting. I bet you did. How much money did you spend? Uh, nothing. Nothing. But uh, uh, <laughs> you had to think about it, though, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I made money, Jeffrey. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, what do you got for this this one? You came oh, up with this one. I thought it what would be got? fun. End of season. <clears throat> since it's end, the end of, of season. It's the end of the summer here, but you know, elsewhere it could be the end of winter. So I didn't want to say end of summer. Yeah. Um so end of season. Because I think, you know, this is the point of the year where things change and businesses close up for the season and people pull sure. out their sweaters and sure. You know, and I, so I thought that would be kind of fun. End of season. Um, yeah, I like that. Hey, I forgot, but I'm very excited. I need to say a little hello. Ben Thomas, Australian photographer. Yeah. In the United States. He's here in these United States. Where is he right now? He's, uh, he's on the West coast right now. He heads up to Montreal. The Millie's photo made me, made me think of it. Uh, he's got a show in Montreal. Then he is coming down to, I can't remember if he's coming directly to DC and then New York or New York, then DC, but he will be in DC, I think 15th through 18th here okay. in town. Wait, he's coming through New York too, right? You said? I think so. Right, yeah. I gotta, I gotta get a hold of him and see if I can bump into him. Yeah. Good guy. Fantastic photographer. Yep. And one of the sweetest people I've ever met. Uh, I take that back. One of the sweetest people I've ever not met because we, we have, we have not met yet. It's amazing the people we do and do not meet somebody. We got an email from a, from a listener the other day who I've had a quick meal with and Jeffrey has not yet met. So saying that he considers us friends, which I just think yeah, is very it sweet. was great. It's, it's, it's really kind of mind blowing. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, he's gonna. I I want to see what he can do with with DC in the way that he shoots Chroma. I, I can't wait. So yeah. anyway, uh, all right. End of season. Good one. Good one. Good one. Yep. Something different. I will put a link in the show notes to that. And uh, what else we got? Uh, um, we got a photographer of the week. This is what this photographer on of the you. week. Ruth Orkin is our photographer Ruth of the week this Orkin. week. I thought we had done her. We had talked about, remember that photo oh, of the picture the, of the girl walking the past girl. the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We've talked about that photo, but we, we never used her as photographer of the week. And somebody tweeted, there's a terrific photograph of uh, a young uh, Leonard Bernstein. Yep. With the cigarette? With yes. The, with the, yeah. Someone somebody tweeted that one? Yeah, somebody tweeted that, and I can't remember who it was. And, and I, I wanted, I, I had to look up who, uh, who the photographer was and boy, does she have some beautiful work. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, uh, you know, reportage and portraiture. She did a whole series in the forties of musicians and they are just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, documentary. And the, the photo that we were talking about on the show is a photo called American Girl. Uh, and it's, it's a photo in, it was taken in Italy of this woman walking down the street and, and these Italian men kind of, kind of wolf calling her and, and, and that, uh, there is an interesting follow up to, let's see, did I find this? Is it the CNN link? Yes. Uh, interesting okay. follow up. Oh, oh, the so one where she didn't a, feel. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's the, 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 the woman who was in the photograph. Uh, it's a Guardian article called "That's Me in the Picture." Nina Lee Craig, photographed by spotlight. Ruth Orkin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Go ahead. That was me in the picture. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I would get you with that one. Yeah, you did. Uh, I met Ruth Orkin in Florence the evening before this picture was taken. We may have even referenced this specific article i think we may have but it's good reminder. uh but anyway it's it's good it's good backstory uh her site orkin photo is there uh there's a print store uh orkin photo store which is a separate url but you can buy her prints let me see what just out of, just out of curiosity how much what does would, a print cost what would one of these like a print of that particular shot american girl 11 by 14 1200 okay not the end of the world uh, less than I thought it would be, frankly. Yeah. 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 So it looks like these range from a thousand and up for her prints. Uh, but you can also buy mugs, which are significantly less expensive. Yep. Her kids, her kids need to eat. Yeah. Or her kids. Yeah, I'm kids. fine with it. I'm fine with it. Yep. Uh, you can I get like the these poster. pictures in New York are really great. Oh, aren't they though? Mm. Absolutely beautiful eye. Really, really, really pretty. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. Having just gone through Penn, what is considered Penn Station now, yesterday, uh, this Penn Station is very different. I mean, look at that man in the rain, nineteen fifty-two. Yeah, beautiful. Yep, Jeffrey, we should start wearing suits and hats all the time. It's pretty cool. If I could pull it off, I I would love it. Uh, dog show. Look at this one. Dog show, nineteen forty-eight. What is this kid? These kids jumping off the roof of a building into the Hudson River. Are you out of your mind? Could you imagine jumping off a 50-foot building into the river? What? Nope. What? <laughs> what is wrong with you? 
That's no. insane. Yeah, look at that. Nope. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. No. The hell with that Cause, kid. Because I would be the guy who didn't time the distance correctly. And, oh, yeah, and yeah, I'd yeah. You'd, you'd be the guy who's a quadriplegic for the rest of his life. Yeah, I'd clip the end of the, the pier thing. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. New who. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Good right. one. Ruth so, Orkin. Uh, Ruth Orkin. Orkin lived in three New York City apartments during her lifetime. Okay. Uh, Horatio Street West, 88th Street, and on Central Park West. And all of these locations appear throughout her work. She first photographed the children in her West Village neighborhood and later found the vantage point from her second floor window on West 88th Street. Interesting. However, it was the view from her Central Park West apartment that she would shoot for the next 30 years. These panoramic photographs of the changing seasons and the skyline became the subject of two books, A World Through My Window, 1978, and More Pictures from My Window, 1983. Orkin used to say that she chose the apartment because the view was the closest thing to orange groves and mountains of her childhood in Southern California, something that Bill and I were talking about before the show. Quite literally, Southern exactly California, before the show. Yes, that, that was, uh, I remember Southern California being orange groves. Yeah. Look at the pictures. Go to early color and look at some of the color pictures. It's it's interesting. They tell you, man, 50s Kodachrome. Oh, yeah. It look feels at like that. you could do no wrong. Oh, look at that girl. Yeah. Geraldine Dent at the Vegetable Market, 1950s New York City. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And the wow is about that girl because <laughs> she's beautiful. It's It's both. But yeah. Uh, and and nobody has done, to my knowledge anyway, an accurate Kodachrome simulation for digital. Nope. Nowhere close to it. Or at yeah. least not that I've found. I mean, but you also, and I have both spent some time looking and I haven't found one. Neither yeah, have you. Yeah. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, uh, Patrick and I were going back and forth on Facebook the other day. Patrick um, Shipstad? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were face mailing each other, as my mother says. Uh, and we were talking <laughs> about using... Billy, are you on the friend face? Exactly. Are you on the friend face? Using using video LUTs to Oh yeah. Right? And it's yeah. like it's it's interesting. I mean, ultimately all these things are just one big curve adjustment or something, right? You know what I mean? Like that's ultimately what you're doing is just you're applying some level of curves to your original. The problem is is that your results depend very strongly on what your original looks like, you know? Right. If 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 the if the LUT or the simulation or the whatever you want to stick on top of something is expecting a flat, low saturation picture or something like that. And you give it a high saturation picture. That's too warm. It's going to look like crap. So in some ways they really need to lock down what the original is supposed to look like before you lay these things on top. Cause a lot of times you lay them on top of a picture and you're like, what the hell is that? That's not, looks nothing like what their examples look like. Um, I'll have to reach out. There's a a photographer named Gavin Goff. Uh, do you know Gavin's work? He's I don't. Written some ebooks here. Uh, go there. He's got a set of Kodachrome presets. Maybe I'll reach out to him and and see if we can get a set of these to play around with and yeah. talk about. See what you can do. I wouldn't mind playing with it a little bit. Oh yeah, he's got one. A lot of people have them. I just don't know where. I guess I just haven't oh, seen any that. good ones, frankly. Uh, please note the Kodachrome presets only work accurately with the following camera models. Uh, and it goes through a bunch of like uh, a bunch of Canon, pretty much all the Canons from the 20 D up, uh, Fuji X pro one is in there. Mm-hmm. Leica, blah, blah, blah. 
so yeah, so I wonder how this is this is interesting. I wonder if he how he bases that. And the before and afters look pretty good. Yeah, they do. Um I'll reach out to him. I've I've reviewed a couple of his ebooks. So I will I will reach out to him after the show and see if we can get that sorted. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And uh all right, so Q&A next week, people need to give us some questions. Yep, podcast it on taking pictures or uh do you, well do you want to leave it at at email or do you want Twitter? Well, you How can you, you can I mean in the end people end up tweeting at us, people end up writing on yeah. Facebook. So whatever you need to do to get a hold of us. Yeah. Uh podcast and on takingpictures.com 347-687-9411 if you want to leave us a audio question that would be great and we'll insert it into the show. That's um, fun. 347-687-9411 once again. And uh Bill Wadman, Jeffrey Sidoris on Instagram and Twitter. Um what else do we need to say? Um I think that might be everything. Yeah. Uh, may I ask a, a, a request? Sure. If if you are uh, one of the people who have purchased the book, my yep. book, would you please uh, email me, store at photographybytheletter.com or however you want to email me. Let me know what you think of it. Leave a little review. I'm trying to put some some uh, customer feedback and, and owner feedback on the, on the site just to oh, kind of give idea. it a little more uh, uh, context. Sure. So if if you have purchased the book, um, reach out to me, store at photographybytheletter.com and let me know what you think of it, please. Thank cool. you. Uh, and, and, man, I don't know what's going on with me. Well, let's wrap up and then you can go, you know. Drink the rest of my gin. Dying <laughs> piece or whatever is happening over there. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you next week, Jeffrey. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you next time. This way